Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today I'm joined by Allie Lilly, aka Lash Anarchist. You probably already know who Allie is because she has such a great online presence. Her branding is very unique and fun and very authentically her, so it is hard to miss her because she definitely stands out. She'll be speaking at this year's virtual Lash Boss Conference on branding. Last year she taught lashing and layers and everyone absolutely loved her. Um, She teaches some virtual classes herself and um, she's pretty much known for like fluffy textured lashes um, and mega volume and her work is amazing and yeah so if you're not already following her on Instagram she is somebody to check out and learn from. Um, And also I have taken her lashing and layers um, online course, her full course, and it was amazing so I definitely recommend that too. Um, anyway, in this episode, we just kind of catch up with her, what she's been up to since the pandemic, and how she's pivoted. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, here is Allie. All right, Allie, welcome to Lash Boss Radio again. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. Things have been wild, but you know, really good. How are How are you doing? I'm good. The salon is going going well, actually, just given the state of everything, but, uh, we don't have two locations anymore. We just have one. So it's like more manageable. Like it's nothing that we haven't already been, already been doing. So it's almost like easier now. So, um, but you guys just moved too, right? Yeah. We just moved into a new location. Um, we had to expand and get like a warehouse. We were just like running out of space. So yeah, we had like a warehouse. I know we have, um, we have like a training center too. So I'm like hoping to host some trainings here. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Well, I saw you, like you panned your camera around like the parking lot and then like the door or the window is showing like your, um, I think it's like, fuck it, have fun sign and all like fun stuff in there. So I think so. Thanks. Um, so what's new, like with the business, with the product line and everything? So we are currently like changing the backing of our product or of our lash trays. We're like doing a new tweezer line. If, you know, if you saw my post the other day, <laughs> um, yeah, I like had everyone guessing like what the, the line of tweezers and mirrors coming out was, but it's like mean girls related, which is funny that you text me. <laughs> I know. Um, so I'm super pumped about that. Um, and then, yeah, me and my employee are just working on our new class right now that just started last week. And we're just trying to make sure that we get it all perfected and everything before we like reopen doors. But, um, yeah, the beauty educators blueprint. So that's been keeping us crazy busy. Yeah. Is that Jenny that you're talking about? Um, no, it's Alex, my employee. Um, she is kind of like a tech wizard and has helped me get all my classes online and, um, basically just like getting our website in order and our email list and just all the things. So yeah, we're, that's what we're teaching basically is how to get your shit in order, become legit so that you you can eventually educate if that's what your plan is. So that's so really exciting. Yeah. How did your, um, layer slayer launch go? Cause that was, uh, that was like, not that, that was sometime last year, right? Yeah, it was last September and 
what's crazy is I just did numbers for this class to just give an example. Um, in 2019, I trained literally everywhere I could. Like I had a training like every single month or out of state every other month, at least sometimes like twice in a month. And it was crazy. Like I all the time. Um, and then we launched in September of last year, and we've already made more profit off of the online course than I did in all of 2019 traveling. Oh. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I don't know. It's just kind of like simplifying your life doesn't always mean that you're going to make less money, you know? Right. And I was like really worried about that too, because the price of the course online is about half what I charge in real life. And so I was like, well, fuck, like with all my overhead, I am technically making about the same. And I think that's one thing that we forget about when we look at our trainers who are charging like $1,800 for a two day course. And we're like, oh my God, they're banking. There's 12 people in this class, but it's like, no, there's so much that goes into it with like, as far as overhead, like traveling, especially, um, but kits and paying for lunch and just promoting your brand in general. So yeah. yeah. And paying like the host and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know it gets expensive because I host people and yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's really exciting. And the educators blueprint, I don't think anyone's doing something like that. So that's exciting. No, I'm excited. I feel like I always talk about you in my trainings because you were the one who like gave me the push to like rebrand to lash anarchist. And I was so pumped about that. And so I I actually talked about that in the beauty educators blueprint too, but it's just funny. Like I've been wanting to put out something like this for years, but I've just been nervous Yeah, and yeah, I don't know what it was like recently, probably just having a whole year last year of not actually hearing anybody's opinions. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. This is, this is way too cool to not like, like share the information with people that want it. So I just decided to build it. (laughs) I love that. that. And, um, I think it's cool that like you're, cause a lot of people, they put a training out and it's like, how to do classic, how to do volume, how to do mega volume, whatever. But like, you're teaching like specialized skills, like layering, you know, that's something that not a lot of people, I haven't actually seen a class on just layering and texture. Oh yeah. But um, layer slayer course it is, it's mostly about layering and creating illusions within the layers of lashes with like specialized maps. Mm -hmm. So, and it's just kind of the basics of it. So you can build off of that. Um, but yeah, just things that I've learned over the years on how to create the illusions for people that want longer lashes, thicker lashes, um, or they want the strip lash look. So, yeah. And it's something you're known for. Like if you just go to your page and you just see like your page is so cool. It's one of the coolest pages just because it's so you it's so unique (laughs) and it's so like, it's like in your face. And I love it. Um, but I remember whenever I went to Arizona and I was like talking with you and you announced like, you know, in that group of, cause it was a live episode and when we were doing your segment, um, and you said that you were doing like the layer slayer course, like you announced the name everyone, like if you actually paid attention, like everyone that was sitting there was like, oh, and they were so excited because you know <laughs> we don't see like, 
you know, we don't see that type of stuff that very often, but I'm glad it went well. And I hope that when are you launching the educators one? So we've already launched. We are in week two of our first round and so far so good. Um, you know how everything kind of like gets tweaked over time and it kind of turns into something else, but we're thinking that this class that is like a month long class is actually more like a, like a six month long program. So we're kind of trying to turn it into that. Cause it's, I don't want to say it's coaching. It's not like we're going to be like group coaching people on how to become an educator. Like we're giving you all the tools and encouragement and we're going to back you up on the tech end because I feel like that's the part that like people have a really hard time just getting started because they're like, Oh my God, I have to like build my website and I have to look legit and I need to like figure out payments, you know, and deposits and how I'm going to run that. And so that's all the stuff that we like teach people to put in place before they start marketing their course. Do you feel like some people also like don't believe in themselves because they are comparing themselves to like the mavens or the lash anarchists of the industry and they feel like no one's going to buy their class? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's like one of the main issues is, and people think like, oh, everyone's doing it. Like it's already so saturated. And, um, I actually had somebody ask me that the other day. It was one of my friend's husbands, but he was like, what is going to make somebody buy her class over all these established people who are charging about the same for class? And I was like, the thing that's going to make people buy it is because it's her, like she is special. And you have to just know that you are, you are different. You're unique. And people will want to train with you because they want to know your technique and they want to hang out with you for those like two days or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that people definitely have like comparison paralysis. So they're just like, what's the point? I'm never like, I'm not as good as them or whatever, but like, I don't know. I, I just, want to say to them, like, you have to start somewhere like those people like Maven, like Trina, she started somewhere, but the fact is, is that she started and like, look what she's built. It's amazing. And she's impacted our industry positively, uh, ever since. So it's like, there's no reason why you can't do the same thing just because somebody else did it. Like that just means that there's a good market for it. So, and Sorry, I feel like I can go off on this subject forever, but, and like over the past one year, like in 2020, how many people did you see drop out of our industry? Mm -hmm. Like completely. And I feel like every, like just as many people that have left the industry are coming into our industry for the first time. And those people, they don't know who the fuck is the big dog in the industry. Like they just want to know who's helping them and giving them value. And those are the people that they're going to end up spending their money with when they, they want to get trained further. So you just have to like believe in yourself and help people. I think that's like the most important thing. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, you, you were involved in, or you presented for, uh, my conference at the end of, well, the middle of the year, when was that October? Did you speak at any other conferences, like any virtual ones that during lockdown? Um, yeah, I did another one. I did like a mini volume class and I forget what it was called. And I feel like such a douchebag right now, but it was Spanish speaking. 
So I had a translator and that was like, I was so nervous for that, but that was super fun. So, um, yeah. And I, oh, and I judged another one. Um, and I talked about lashing and layers on that one as well, Mm -hmm. but I like really love the lash boss conference. I feel like we got a lot of traction off of that one. Plus I like gave everybody a code. And so that like really helped sell my layer slayer course. And I got great feedback on that. So that was super fun. Yeah. Well, I'm doing another one and we're announcing it either today or Monday, um, which like you're going to be a part of that one too, but it's so weird. When I looked on the feed, I was like, what is Allie doing? Like, I don't want to be doing the same thing as she is, but it's so cool that you're doing like the tweezer line mean girls, because I love mean girls, (laughs) mean girls. Like we can all, you know, at the salon, we actually wear pink scrubs on Wednesdays. Like we wear black scrubs all the time, but on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that's amazing. I I love that. Like, yeah, you text me and you're like, oh my God, the, the, like the, the branding of the Lash Boss Conference this, this year around is Mean Girls too. I was like, oh my God, it's like in the air. It is. Um, the other, right. Like obviously we're supposed to bring it back for some reason. (laughs) Um, I was joking with my employee the other day. I was like, we haven't done anything like really fun as far as product in a long time. And I'm like sick of it. So like, what can we do? And we were thinking at first, maybe like pop stars or maybe like a whole Britney Spears line. And then I was like, wait a minute, Mean Girls would be like so fun. And the way that like you can market Mean Girls, like the limit does not exist. Yeah. I'm going to buy all of the tweezers. I'm so excited. (laughs) But you should also do a Britney Spears one as well, because of course, like I I know I was thinking about doing, yeah, just like different pop stars. But then I'm like, it's funny because I've had clients that are like 16, 17, and this was like a couple of years ago, they're older now, but like, like didn't, who didn't know who Jessica Simpson was. And yeah. And I'm like, if I do like my pop stars, that's not going to (laughs) work. Like I have to like, you know, do a little bit like, uh, a little younger age group, I think for that. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of us, you know, we will get it and we would love it. It would be, (laughs) it would, it, I don't know. Very creative. I love that idea. It's like collection, like launching different collections and stuff. I think that's so fun. And that's something that I've wanted to do. Like from the beginning, I, I, I'm like, I don't want to just put something out there. I don't know. Like actually owning the product line for me is really like my creative outlet. It's not necessarily like, oh, I shouldn't even, I'm like, how do I say this properly? It's not really because I want people to have like a consistent, like full line. Cause I don't, I don't know if I'll ever have like a full line, you know, like, so that's not really what we're here for, but like since the beginning, I'm like, I want it to be something boutique where people can get something that's unique, you know? And, um, I don't know, just having different lines of tweezers kind of really does it for me that way. (laughs) Yeah. It's so cool. I love that. (laughs) So talk to me about like how the pandemic has like affected you like in, in your family or like, how, how was that for you? So, I mean, I think that 
we were really lucky to live where we live and have kind of like, I don't even I'm like, I don't want to get like political at all because I feel like I'm actually very like moderate when it comes to politics, but I'm glad to have lived where I lived during the pandemic. We were able to, um, we were renting and we were able to buy a house before everything got crazy. Um, now people are like panic moving to Arizona and home prices have skyrocketed and people are like coming in, offering cash, like $20,000 over asking price. Like it's insane. Like our housing market is crazy. So like we were able to buy right before that. We had like a rough, um, a rough last summer, my husband's older brother passed away and it wasn't due to COVID. Um, and so like, that was really hard, but it was just the whole thing. Like 2020 can really just like eat shit. Like I can find good things about it and I can find like the most horrible things about it. But all in all, I feel like we were really lucky, lucky, like on the business end to just like get through and not tank, <laughs> even though I was like super worried about it for a couple months. I was like, I was like, well, I don't know if we're going to make it through. Like, is everything that I've been working for for the past decade, like just slipping through my fingers right now? Like what's going on? But somehow we got through. Um, and now we're just kind of like rebuilding. And also with the online programs, like we've kind of pivoted the business a little bit in that direction. Um, or I guess I should say like a lot of it, especially with this new course, but yeah, it all started out with me being super bored and scared that we were going to lose everything that I wrote an ebook and it was like an ebook on Instagram and how to build your following and build your business through Instagram. And that was like a pretty successful little ebook. And I was so surprised by that, that I was like, holy shit, I need to just get my course online. And then I did. And it kind of saved Lash Anarchist. I, I think that was a really interesting, like, even though it sucks seeing like everyone go through all of this, I thought it was just really interesting to just watch how so many people got creative with like how to, you know, protect their livelihoods and provide for their families and save their businesses. And all of the things that came out of that, like all of the great courses that we all love and have wanted to take are now online. And like, I just think it's so interesting that there are people that are made for this, that do have like that entrepreneur, like heart and soul. And it's like in them and like, no matter what you throw at them, a worldwide pandemic, like a shutdown of everything, they still thrive. They found a way to, to make it through. And that's not to say like, if you didn't make it through, or if you had to like shut down your storefront or whatever, like that you're a failure or something, but that was cool too, to see people let go of their pride and ego. Right. Like, and just yeah. do what was what needed to be done. Yeah. I totally agree. Like sometimes I think, especially last year, like some of the lash artists that I saw walk away from their business, it was like, it was like, they realized it wasn't their passion. And they were like, why am I putting so much energy into this when it, if it can be taken away from me at any time, at least I should be working on my passion. And they left and followed their passions, which is so much better than just being busy and wrapped up in something that you don't like love every day. Yeah. So I, um, I shut down my, my location, um, that I always was like, 
you know, I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to keep trying, but I always had this feeling like whenever that lease resign comes up in a few years, I don't know if I'll resign at this location. And then, you know, through, through COVID, it like, it just hit me that like, why, why am I dragging? I'm just slowly bleeding out. And like, why am I doing this? And I, you know, and it also as like a mom now, like you, you just think of things differently. And I was like a mom, like right whenever this all happened, I became a mother. And so my whole world got shaken up, but I did, I, I did like to appreciate like what it did to us internally, like, and just the decision making process just became more about not about pride and, um, status and what it will look like. And more just about like, what's really important in life. And I, I kind of hope that we all continue to live that way in a way, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And it's, it is like so many people had so much loss last year, not even just like loss of business, but like loss of people, like, and like in our family, it was, I don't know, something about just last year and like losing the people that we did. It's like all of a sudden, and you like as a mom too, when you turn into a mom, you think about like your mortality, but all of a sudden I've got that like in my mind and I'm like, fuck man. Like you never know, you never know when you're going to punch your ticket. So that's like what my husband says all the time. It's this old man saying, but you never know. And so you might as well just be like living it up. And like, for me, like spending more time with my kid became very important because I like, I really got to know him and I never really had before, which is wild to say, but I was so busy with my work that I would sometimes put that first. And so now it's like, I, I don't know, we work 10 to four. (laughs) I'm like, we can't overwork. Like this can't be like an all day, everyday thing. It's like, that's not what makes me happy. So it is weird, but yeah. Um, and then going back to the conferences too, like we were trying to find ways to like connect and, and still like learn and stuff. And I miss going to that type of stuff. I can't wait until there's a virtual, like not a virtual conference. Like I want there to be an in-person one and I will be no matter who throws it, no matter where it is, I'm going because I just like <laughs> need that. I like miss everyone. Like, I don't know. It was just nice. Like multiple times a year, just getting to see like your people and the industry and it's, yeah, I miss that, but, um, I'm excited for the virtual one and hopefully, hopefully, um, that will you know, breed some type of connection just through that. But I think so too. Would you ever do yours live? Like maybe next year? Yeah, I I want to, I want to do that. And I want to do like maybe a competition as well. Um, but yeah, I, I did really well virtually, I feel like, and I'm excited just to see how it does this year, but I'm definitely going to do that. And I would love to have you there and you always are so much fun and no, I'll be there. <laughs> no, I miss like your parties and like just your mom and your husband is so much fun and you guys are just <laughs> a fun bunch. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely love a good party. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know Jenny, right. She is training with you too. 
Yeah. So Jenny is teaching our mega volume uh, course, which is really nice because I wasn't even really offering one before. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of teamed up and now she teaches like the lash anarchist, but also crafted uh, mega volume lash course. So that's been really fun. And she teaches it at our headquarters. So at least my training room gets used every now and then. Um, I've taught like two or three layer slayers here so far, and it's been really fun, but it's nice to have like a trainer coming in and, and using the space. So (laughs) yeah, for sure. I have a question. Are you, are you still taking clients ever, or do you just do it for like photo shoots and stuff? So I don't take clients anymore. And, um, even if I had a photo shoot, I would probably pay Jenny and maybe Carol to do the lashes for them. Um, I like hate to say this, but like, I can make a fan. I can test tweezers all day long, but like, I haven't taken a client since last May and I don't think my hands would work honestly. And that's like why I don't teach the mega volume class. Cause I'm like, I'm not in it anymore. Like it's. It's weird to like have your passions change over time, but I'm learning to just roll with it. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I got to a point where I was like, I can't even like, I did lashes on my friends and my employee, but I got to a point where I was like, I can't even do your lashes anymore. I don't enjoy this. It feels, I feel trapped in this chair. Like I started getting like claustrophobic where I was like, I have things I need to work on, but like when I'm in the chair, I can't work on it. Um, that's one of the things that I talk about actually in this beauty educators blueprint is like, eventually you get to the point where you, I mean, you want to do it all and you want to have two jobs, but like when you start training or you start any type of like a product line, you have to put your time and your, your money and your energy into it. Like it's an investment, just like anything else. Sorry, my my computer was dying. Um, (laughs) but you have to put that into it. And then you also have to invest cutting back on clients. Like it feels weird for a while, but like, you have to look at it as an investment into your, into your new company, or, um, I mean, I'm sure it's like the same company, but into the way that you're pushing your company into that direction. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's like one of the things that I see that I feel like, I know it's different for everybody for, but for me, it would have been a mistake to continue taking clients. So you just get to a point where you're like, and I'm sure, you know, exactly what I'm talking about with salon ownership. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like you're, I said this, I think on another episode in this season, uh, I forget who I was talking to, but it's like your role becomes more valuable doing something else. Like, because behind the chair, you're not helping anything like you're just helping the person that you're doing their lashes. And the thing about being an educator, as you've done, you have people that are super qualified and you have shown the ropes and, um, or if they've already been trained, you can even just tweak, you know, what they already know, but that like, that is the point. Like they're that good. You believe in them to take the people that trusted you. They, they, I'm sure they love them too. So Um, that's awesome. I, I was going to ask about like, you guys have like the mega volume course and you also have pre-made fans. So in like the real world of lashing, like where do each of those like fit in, in your opinion, like for an artist, like who knows how to do both or like maybe only does one or the other. 
Um, well, I think it just depends. I think it's super good to know how to make a fan. Like, I think even if you use pre-made, like you should be taught on how to make a fan as well. And I do think that pre-made are for people that don't know volume. I would rather them put pre-made on my eyes than them to like sit and like fuck around with fans and like get stickies and stuff. And I think that it can be a good stepping stone into volume, even though like ultimately, like I really do think people should have both. And um, the reason why I'm saying that is because we're about to have like a huge pre-made fan shortage. And I've heard other people talking about it a little bit, but I don't know if it's like common knowledge, but from what I've been told, um, word on the street is all of our pre-mades come from North Korea and we haven't figured out how to get them anywhere from anywhere else yet. And North Korea has shut trade borders with everyone, but it's like with China, which is like literally our middleman for pre-mades. And I know that pre-mades come from other places and they're starting to pop up um, like actual handmade pre-mades. But the thing is, is like these really nice, perfect ones that we found finally that are like high quality, like they're coming out of a country that doesn't want to do trade with anybody anymore. And we don't know when they're going to open back up. So it's kind of this weird thing where I'm like, bitches better learn how to make fans. Like you're going to have no other option. And just like with, what happened last year? Like, you don't know how long it's going to last. If it's going to happen again, like we don't know when our trade is going to get shut down completely. I mean, I don't think that's ever going to really happen in the United States, but, but you also just like, never fucking know. That's where I'm at now. <laughs> like yeah. nobody knows, but. So I'm yeah. sure you heard there's a couple of companies that have brought, um, like manufacturing of lashes into the u.s um what is your opinion of that or like how it can affect pre-mades or lashes in general um i i don't want to like assume anything but if you're truly manufacturing in the u.s and you're not just private labeling for people in the u.s then that's going to make things really expensive because we have minimum wage situations here in the United States, which I completely agree with. And um, so I don't know when I found out that about the pre-mades and where they're coming from, I actually like had like a moral dilemma for a while too. Cause I was like, Holy fuck. Like that means that these are literally being made at like, just like slave labor wages. <laughs> like I can't even imagine but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I really don't know. Like with all of it, it's hard to say, but, um, yeah, I don't know for, for manufacturing in the United States, I think that we can expect the prices of things to be a little bit more, mm -hmm. or we might find out that it's just that they're ordering blank product from the same place and putting a label on it. Yeah. So I don't know. I have no idea how it will work yet. I'm curious on it though. Also, um, so I saw you had a workshop, a free workshop for um, like how to raise your prices. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I did a little 
a little workshop and it's on my website. I have a couple of freebies actually. I have the lashing and layers freebie, which is just kind of a little peek into the layer slayer workshop where um, I show you how to lash in layers and why I lash in layers. And it explains that. Um, and that's totally free. You can go sign up for that and take that and see kind of my style of teaching. But I did do the raise your damn prices workshop, which is really just like a zoom call with me. It's like a two hour little workshop. Um, and I go over basically all of the thoughts that keep you up at 3am when you want to raise your prices, or you're about to raise your prices. And you're like, Oh my God, how do I tell my friends? How do I tell my family? What if all my clients leave me? Like, what if I lose everything? You know, um, how do I do it? How much should I do it? I go over all of those questions and kind of think through them rationally. Also, I'm somebody who's raised my prices like seven or eight times in my lifetime, because I, did it wrong like six times. And then you have to kind of overcorrect. And I used to raise my prices like $5 at a time. I talk about why that is not going to work for you. Um, but yeah, the last time I raised my prices, it was a $25 increase for my fills and I didn't lose like anybody that I would have missed. No offense to my old clients. I guarantee they're not listening. It's fine. But like, I didn't lose anybody. And like the point of raising your prices that I think people forget is the point is to cultivate your clientele. It is to lose clients. It's so you can work less and give yourself a raise. Um, and then we kind of like work out the math in it because that's doing math on paper actually is like what calms my soul when I'm like really scared of doing something but especially raising prices and you can, we really work it out and you can see like, if you raise your prices, um, by a certain percentage, like I did finally, you can literally give yourself a $30,000 raise or, um, a year raise. And it doesn't really affect your clients that much. Um, we also talk about just like the mindset of, of clients and psychology about, how like if you are priced lower than everybody else, clients are going to see you and they're going to think that your work is less quality, even if you have gorgeous pictures and you have a beautiful website. Um, and if your price is the same as everybody else, you're just going to kind of get lost with the masses. If you are priced just above everybody else, people literally assume you're better than other people. They, you don't even have to give them more of a quality service. You just look better. And that's how I am. Like when I, when I go and try and find a hairdresser, like if she is charging or he is charging super low, there's no fucking way I'm letting you touch my hair. So you just have to realize that you're looking to get rid of some clients. You are looking to work less or give yourself a raise or both. Um, and that clients either don't care as much as you think that they do, or, you're going to, you know, attract new clients. I don't believe in like the secret. I don't believe in like, I mean, like manifesting, like you just are going to think about something that's going to happen. No, you're going to fucking work for it and you're going to put it out there and people are going to see it. So like you can say it however you want. Maybe you're going to manifest these clients that are willing to pay um, this higher price. But really what you're doing is you're showing the world like, I have confidence in my work. I have confidence in my skill and the way that I treat clients and my, the way that I run my business and the people who appreciate that will see that and they will come to you. So 
Yeah, basically that's what that whole workshop is about. (laughs) I love that topic because also just real quick thinking about it, like something that comes up in my head is like the, the type of person that does seek out the higher quality artists is also that same type of person that respects your time. Um, that doesn't like cancel on you and isn't like super entitled to like, you know, themselves. And yeah, I totally agree with exactly what you're saying. That's a cool workshop. And then you also have, um, you were saying like the freebie for the layer slayer, just to see like a taste of what it's like. So that's good for people that are like, not sure about like investing in themselves and then just getting a taste of it, you know? Yeah, totally. And that's like, if that's what it's there for too, it's to give like actual, like good information and value out so that people can get to know me like as an educator, they can get to know what it's going to feel like to be in one of my workshops. Um, but also it's going to teach them how to lash in layers, first of all, how to do a perfect line layering, um, and manage their time a little bit better on each, um, fill, which is how I came up with lashing and layers in the first place is because I, I felt like I couldn't give all of my clients the exact same thing because I was like, kind of, I was just scattered when I was lashing. Um, and I would just go anywhere. But once I started lashing layer by layer, and I'll just tell you, I lash all the top layer first, and then I lift and do the whole bottom layer second. And like, once you're at that point where you have the top and the bottom layer, your shaping is completely there. And anything that's left is the middle layer. And you can just kind of know that. Um, so I do the top and then the bottom, and then I just kind of like randomly fill in the middle and you get as much time as you get. And (laughs) so that I'm not like going over on my time. I I'm not spending like two and a half hours with somebody who has a bunch of lashes as opposed to like one hour with somebody who has sparse lashes. I'm spending the exact amount of time, same amount of time with every single client so that I can give out a a consistent service and product. So that's how I came up with that. (laughs) I love it so much. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I'm excited for your presentation at the conference again. It'll be April 24th. Um, how exciting. Yeah. Tickets will be on sale and like by the time this comes out, I believe they'll already be up. So everyone will already know about this, but anyway, I'm excited. When are you launching your tweezers? So they, um, it's still going to be a while. Like it's probably going to be another month or a month and a half. Um, we are just like, kind of getting things while we're getting the details settled. So we're in that phase and then they still have to be like made and tested. So it's going to be a little bit, but I just like, couldn't wait. And I wanted to get the teaser out there to see if people like would like it. And I got such a good response. I got all pumped and made like a mood board. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited for that. Well, um, it sounds like you've got a lot going on and it was nice to catch up with you and you too, dude. Well, when the world opens back up, I'll have to take a trip out to Arizona again and see you then. Heck yeah, I would love that. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. I will link all of Allie's products and training in the show notes. I'll also put a link to Lash Boss Conference so you can get your tickets. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll be back very soon with the next episode.